Blog Talk Radio. Things and do a little bit of house cleaning 
to try to assist in terms of how we will structure and run this particular program today. We'd like to inform all of our listening audience that if possible, if you have any cell phones, instead of using your phone, we ask you to go and use the link. Go and use the link from Blog Talk Radio or Africa on the Move to listen to the program. We also ask our listeners that today this program will be a program that's based upon internationalism, pan-Africanism, global understanding of our people and our daily struggles, What means you will have people coming and speaking for all, all forms and kinds of languages. We are a pan-African party. Our people are global around the world, and they speak many, many different languages. And we also will ask everyone, if they can, when you try to use and go online and use the computer instead of the phones, we want to make sure that we can get our precious guests and speakers in so they can talk and share some important information with you. In terms of being a part facilitator and host Africa on the Move, I will now bring in Wale Mukito, who will be the facilitator of this particular segment, and he is an organizer for the All African Peoples Revolutionary Party GC and the African Revolutionary Union, AWIU. Brother Wale welcome to Africa Liberation Day, Palestine Day, and Lockbrook Day. Welcome. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, and on behalf of the All-African People's Revolutionary Party, GC, it's Women's Union, the All-African Women's Revolutionary Union, uh, the National Council of Arab Americans, and the others uh, of you who have helped us organize African Liberation Day. And there are others. There are kind of too many to read. But uh, we, we um, are sponsoring or organizing African Liberation Day under the banner of not yet Uhuru, not yet freedom, not yet liberation. And we continue, or we are combating women's and youth oppression, imperialism, colonialism, neocolonialism, settler colonialism, and Zionism worldwide. And we are struggling to unite with our brothers and sisters and comrades worldwide who are also struggling against a common enemy and towards a common objective. And so we thank you again for being here with us. Uh, We would just like to take the time to say that uh, on our program, one of our um, co-sponsors, uh, our brother uh, from the National Council of Arab Americans uh, is not able to join us. And so it is very important to understand that the All African People's Revolutionary Party, uh, GC, is a staunch anti Zionist party, meaning that uh, we recognize that Palestine is the homeland of the Palestinian people. And our support for the liberation of Palestine is a principal support, and that under no conditions will we ever abandon that struggle 
in all struggles against settler colonialism. So in that regard, uh, in lieu of him not being here as a part of the program, uh, we will play and listen to uh, the Palestine National Anthem, Watini, My Home. And we thank you. Okay. Brother Wadimu, before we go to the National Anthem, we'd like to make some adjustments. Right now, we would like to bring in one of our indigenous brothers and sisters, Brother Billy Tyak, who represents indigenous people. He has an opening statement and message he would like to give to our people. Brother Billy Tyak, welcome to Africa Liberation Day, Palestine Day, and Nakpak Day, 2020. Thank you very much. Uh, I am uh, Billy Redwing Tyak, hereditary chief, Piscataway Indian Nation, son of Chief Turkey Tyak, I'm Beaver Clan, leader in the American Indian Movement. Historically, with the rise of the AIM Movement in 1972, Native pride and resistance to centuries of oppression by the United States of America, again rose to the surface. We realized the only solution to the problem was seeking allies. The African and the Native people through the previous centuries had resisted, but it was a time to come together. I met Bobby Brown and Stokely at a demonstration on the National Ball and immediately formed a solidarity relationship and we bonded together in the common struggle. AIM went to Howard University for lectures and also helped recruit for the AARP. Together, we were a much stronger force the AARP assisted during the Wounded Knee Struggle in 1972, and the leadership actually went to Wounded Knee but could not get in. Later, AIM and the AARP went international together to raise more awareness to all causes. Our members interacted together for many occasions. These activities formed a lasting bond between our people. AIM and the AARP have traveled the path together for 50 years. We are bonded together by the spirit that all people are equal and that never again will we allow that to happen. Power to the people. We now will do a culture presentation to reflect the indigenous people's struggles. And we encourage our listening audience to please visit the website of the AAPRPGC by going to the link www.a-aprp-gc.org as you follow the program. There will be some times where we will make some adjustments, um, and when we make the adjustments, bear with us, as well as we are trying some new forms 
of technology and innovation, and there may be some technical issues bad with us, but what we are trying to do is do our best because you deserve the best. You deserve to be given the best, and this is what we try to do, not only tonight, but always. So right now, in honoring our and working with our indigenous, indigenous population, we will play Cluster Die for Your Sin. Cast your 
African Liberty Day, Palestine Day. What we're going to do right now, we're going to go back to when our, our co-host, Brother Walimu. What we're going to do, Brother Walimu, we're going to ask you if you can, if you can just explain a little bit about the importance of African Liberation Day and why the AAPIPGC chose this year theme. Well, African Liberation Day uh, comes out of the struggle for Pan-Africanism, out of the struggle for African people uh, to be free. Uh, It was founded April 15, 1958, as Africa Freedom Day at the uh, first conference of independent African states. And then it was later qualified uh, May 25, 1963, as African Liberation Day, as one aspect of the struggle to unite Africa, the struggle to free Africa, involved uh, the use of arms. And, uh, and so the question of liberation from colonialism and imperialism, uh, in many instances, it, it, it required armed struggle. Africans have been readily ready for, for that reality. Um, and so ALDs have been organized ever since, every year from all types of uh, forces, some for Africa and some for Pan-Africanism and some not. But we called for and support African Liberation Days being held worldwide. No matter what ideological perspective you may have, we appreciate all of our people, all of the organizations who are taking the time to organize an African Liberation Day celebration. Uh, this year, we chose this theme as, because it kind of reflects where we're at as a people uh, in struggle, particularly with this uh, pandemic. People, we're not free. I mean, all the conditions that we suffer under, whether it's poverty and disease and all the various things that we suffer under are all examples that we are not a free people. We're not a liberated people. We're not Yuhuru. And so we think the primary struggle of our people is to be free, is to be liberated. And we know that that cannot happen without the total liberation and unification of Africa and the scientific law of socialism. There's no freedom for an African anywhere in the world without Africa being free. And this is the reality. And so we thought it important to bring this issue, not issue, but bring this discussion to the table this year for African Liberation Day. And that is why we chose this theme. And this is why we, on an annual basis, always will organize African Liberation Day, because it is a day that reflects our struggle to unite with our brothers and sisters of all nationalities worldwide. It is an example of our struggle to lay the foundation and fertilize the soil to build the All-African People's Revolutionary Party, GC, and its women unions, the the All-African Women's Revolutionary Union and to politically educate and organize our people to the best of our ability. And that's why we organize African Liberation Day. Right now, we're going to go home. We have a representative from the Osegifo Youth Movement out of Ghana. He's going to share his perspective. We'll bring in our brother, Omama. He's going to introduce himself, himself and he's going to talk a little bit about their organization. We'd like to welcome our brother from the Osegafo Youth Movement. Welcome to Africa Liberation Day, Palestine Day in Nakba. 
Welcome, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Thank you for, for, for getting me on. I'm Omama Amankwapia, president of the Sajifu Youth Movement, Ghana branch, Ghana chapter. And we are for African liberation. We are for emancipation of the African, the total emancipation of the African, both inland and the diaspora. And uh, uh, we've been on this for several years. We were honored about two, three years ago to have the indefatigable Bob Brown, who visited us and gave us words of inspiration. And uh, it really took us through ARP, RP, GC, and uh, we, we, we got enthused, and it, it really emboldened us. Hence, we, we keep on uh, sort of following the footsteps of Osajifu and the forerunners. Yeah, we are glad to be hooked on to this program. Specifically this year, having in view of this pandemic coronavirus, why is it that blacks are not honored everywhere in the world? And why is it that we blacks can never make it through or cannot make any impact in the world stage? I'm saying this having at the background of my mind, Dr. Sebi of Honduras and Kofi Drobo of Ghana, who had total cure for AIDS pandemic. Others have antiretroviral, which sort of can cure, but keeps you on till you die. But we have the cure. Now we have corona. And World Health Organization is saying that still Africans can't have a cure. Why? Who is representing Africa at who? The WHO. Is African interest being represented there? And we also, from the other way around, we see or we hear a lot of conspiracy theories, which points to the fact that it seems that there's going to be a new world order, which is going to sort of put dictates on Africans or blacks all over the world. This is what we are preaching against, in that in Ghana here, this corona, I don't think, because let me, let me, let me make this point clear. We had scientists came up with something. They went to Washington, got to Donald Trump, and told him that this pandemic can't survive the heat. It can't survive the heat of the sun and all that. Africans are a bit secure from this. But since we have been frightened and we have been scared to our pants, and, I mean, we can't understand. Why can't Africans come together and have a laboratory of our own? We can also sort of come out and make our our search, our findings, and also come out with, with, with cures to certain pandemic or ailments. Why? Why are we being still reduced to non-entities? We are still being treated as inanimate objects, and this we can't afford to accept or agree. So we feel we find today all African Liberation Day as a day of reckoning and a day of most important issue that is at stake, which is this pandemic. And we, we think the Africans, the leaders of Africa, who are surrogates to the Western world, the Washington consensus, should sit up and reflect and think. Now we have Madagascar claiming to have a cure. The World Health Organization wouldn't have anything to do with it. Is Madagascar not part of the whole world community? Is it not part of the Committee of Nations? 
is blacks not part of the world? You know, so it's time, time Africans should sit up. Nobody can emancipate us but ourselves, as Bob Marley said. But our leaders seems to be, they are not governing for our, our, our interests. They are here for the Washington consensus. They are here for their masters. You know, and, and we, we, we talk of decent standard of living for everybody. And it's not happening in Africa. And this, this is something which beats our imagination. So we encourage APRP, and we, 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 we say more grace to their elbows. We are here in the homeland, Ghana. I mean, supporting whatever moves they make. And we are happy today we are hooked on and to express this view. The, is, the view is Africans should have a centralized laboratory of our own to protect our own. Kofi Drobo was killed and nothing was said about it. No investigation was made about that. Dr. Selby of Honduras, same. What, what is happening? And there are people, my own old man, Venerable Amin Abbas, he had a cure for this pandemic, Corona. But nobody in Ghana wants to listen to him. He has a cure. He's got it. And we are even afraid we may also go the same way Kofi Drobo and Selby went. Why? Why is it happening that way? When would Africa be liberated? When will Africa be free? I mean, this, this, this is the million-dollar question. I mean, Abbas, who is our mentor, who is our patron, or Sajifu patron, has a cure for this pandemic, and nobody wants to listen to him. Like Madagascar's Rajolina, nobody wants to listen to him. What is happening? Are we part of the world system? Africans should get up and put on our thinking cap. It's a hard time we tell them to go off with their call of their bluff. Now, in Ghana, our government is waiting for vaccines from World Health Organization. People who have in mind, at the back of your mind, they want to exterminate, exterminate Africans from the face of the earth. And, 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 and we're still waiting on them for them to bring us vaccines to protect ourselves or insulate ourselves from this pandemic. I mean, what is it? Why don't we put to test what we have found here. You know, I say Amin Abbas of Ghana, of Africa, has a cure for this pandemic, and nobody wants to listen to him. So-called big men who are students and lackeys of this Washington consensus are waiting for vaccines from World Health Organization. Having at the back of our minds what France has in mind, about Africa, you know, trying to exterminate or extinct Africans from the face of the soil. You know, recently what happened in Senegal, it's a pointer that Africans might be wising up. We should put on our thinking cap. Nobody, like Mali said, nobody can emancipate except ourselves. And these are some of the scenarios. These are some of the test cases we need to elaborate on. So I think we should... Africans should back Rajolina, like uh, Paul Gagami is doing. Others should, should, should follow suit. And uh, we, 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 no, there hasn't been a single death in Madagascar, which points to the fact that what they are saying is true. The World Health Organization wouldn't have anything to do with it. Why? 
And who is representing Africa's interests at World Health Organization? Again, why? Why are we still being treated like inanimate objects? We are being treated like guinea pigs. Why? Are we going to let the work of Bob Browns and others, Cromers and others, be in vain? No. It is about time the youth of Africa should sit up. And let's listen to great men like Achaba Adaisibo. Let's listen to APRP. Let's listen to the Bob Browns. It's about time. The African leaders, they are lackeys. They are surrogates. They are cohorts. They can't do any good thing to Africans. This is about time we look out for new leadership. We listen to words of inspiration from the Nkromas, from the Malis, from the Bobans, from the Kwame Turis and others. These are our heroes. These people should ought to be our heroes. These people should ought to be our mentors. Truthful and the brave ones. These are them. Not the Akufuados, who are surrogates and stooges, waiting for a vaccine from people who want to exterminate Africa, extinct Africa from the face of the soil. Whereas we have the we have the cure to the pandemic. Coach me, Amin Abbas, venerable Amin Abbas. He is the patron of the Sajifu Youth Movement. He has come out with a cure for this pandemic. Which insulates you forever. You take a few drops of spoonfuls and you are okay. It's only Madagascar. Ghana here will have a cure, but they won't listen. And they will even help this so called big pharmaceutical establishment to even clear you off the face of the earth. Why? Why? Again, why? It's a million dollar question. Why? Who is fighting for Africa? Nobody will accept ourselves. The Osajifu Youth Movement is calling on the youth of Africa not to listen to their leaders because there's no direction. They are not pointing to any good direction. All they do is to please their cohorts, their, their masters, the Washington Consensus, the evil planners, evil thinkers. You know? So, youth of Africa, wake up. Wake up. Put on your thinking cards. It's about time. We can't wait no longer. You know, we've been on the wine press for far too long. It is about time to call a spade a spade, to tell our leaders to get off our backs because they are not there for the interests of Africans. They saw what we're saying. You know, this pandemic has exposed Africa that we are not there. We can be taken for right any moment, any time. You know, China wants African land. The Americans want African land. Europeans want African land. But we Africans here, we want heaven. <laughs> it seems not to be protecting our land. You know, Israelis keep fighting for land. And Africans keep going to Israel to, 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 to pilgrimage and other things. Whilst you, the Jesus that they're talking about, they don't faithfully believe in him. You know, like I said, others are fighting for our lands, and we are here thinking about heaven. You know, but if you don't die, how are you going to go to heaven? That's what it's all state. So it is about time, brothers and sisters, the youth of Africa, it is about time to tell our leaders to get their blood off our backs. You know, they are not there for our interests. This African Liberation Day 2020 version 
should be a clarion call, should be a wake-up call, you know, for African youth. Now it's about time to let our leaders know that they, they are stooge, they are lucky, they are not there for our interest. Why can't, how, how do we have the cure? We have the cure, but we still say, no, we're waiting for vaccine from World Health Organization. Why? Who is putting these things around our brains? Who is doing that? I think we have our own selves to be blamed, the youth of Africa. So we shouldn't look up to these people for any solace, for any salvation, for any survival. They, can't, they don't have it. They don't have the youth or the Africa at heart. They are there to serve certain masters. You know, My so brother. more grace to the elbows of APRP. Kudos to, for this effort. And we say more grace to your elbows. We in Ghana will continue supporting you. Osage for Youth Movement will continue to support APRP. So Africa is totally and, and truly emancipated and liberated. We don't think we are liberated. We are not emancipated. We have a long way to go. And this message is to the youth of Africa. You know, we should put on our thinking cards. It is about time. Hey, Why my is brother. it that the black man is the vanquish all of everyone? Hello, my brother. Hello. We must remember we have yes, time and strength because we have many speakers who are waiting to get on. What we would like to ask you real quickly, can you give us a address and a phone number or email how people can get in touch with your organization? And we thank you. How can people get in touch with your organization? Yeah, youth movement at gmail.com. youth movement at gmail.com. We thank you very yeah. much, and we will continue to struggle. Telephone, telephone, telephone yes, number telephone you now. can reach us on is okay. Thank you very much. Um, your telephone number, my brother. We didn't hear your telephone number. What is your telephone number? Where they can reach you? Uh, yeah, yeah, two three three five five eight seven zero. Seven eight eight four two three three five five eight seven zero seven eight eight four. We thank you very much. You listen to our brother from the Osaka for Youth Movement. What we're gonna do right now? We're gonna share a little bit of African culture with you. You can present the African Congo. Then when we come back. Brother Wallamu will talk a little bit about his organization, the AAPRPGC, their relationship to their sister party in Guinea, and say a few words in the interest of our brother Ishmael Kandi. So we're going to go to a cultural presentation coming back. We're going to take you to Guinea, and after Guinea, we have available our brother from, we have a sister from South Africa will be coming on shortly as well. So we'll be right back. You are listening to Africa on the Move and celebrating African Liberation Day, Palestine Day in Bak in Bak in Nakba.
We're going to ask that you talk a little bit about his sister party in Guinea and a little bit about their leading leadership, Brother Ishmael Kandi. Brother Iwalimu, the mic is yours. Uh, yes, um, to be brief, uh, the People's Revolutionary Republic of Guinea, uh, of which it was called under the leadership of the Democratic Party uh, in the life of Ahmed Sekou Touré, uh, has a very special in Africa's history for unity and socialism. And our party, the APRPGC, the decision to found our party was made after being hosted in Guinea by the Parti de la Révolution Populaire Africaine de Guinée, the PRPAG. And uh, we went to Guinea uh, and met with them and uh, deliberated amongst ourselves. And on return, we made the decision that we would found the uh, APRPGC. And we make that distinction only because there are other formations that have also inherited the, uh, the struggles of Nkrumah and Ture and Kwame Ture. And so GC actually stands for Guinea County Cree. And, and so we don't put a lot of emphasis there, but that is what it stands for. And uh, the PRPAG is a sister party of the APRPGC. And, 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 that's, and we thank you. And that, that's kind of the nature of that relationship. Okay, we thank you. We're gonna move along. We're gonna move along as we talk about relationships. We talk about relationships of our brothers and sisters all over the world. Right now, we have with us we have with Brother Bennett, Brother Keith Bennett, who will come in and talk about the nature of his work and his organization. And we would like to welcome them to welcome to After Liberation Day, Palestine Day. Welcome, Keith. Uh, hello, everybody, comrades and friends, brothers and sisters. Greetings from London, and specifically greetings from the Kim Il-sung, Kim, Kim Jong-il Foundation. This is an organization that was founded on the initiative of the government of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, the DPRK, and it's headquartered in their capital city, Pyongyang, uh, and I serve as the vice chair of that foundation. We aim to uphold and to dis disseminate the teachings about the life and work of the great leaders of the Korean Revolution, Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-il. And obviously this includes their long history of solidarity and friendship with the African Revolution and the people of Africa. And in this spirit, it's really meaningful for me to join with you in celebration of Africa Liberation Day. Congratulations to the AAPRPGC and all the other revolutionary organizations supporting this meeting in keeping Africa Liberation Day alive and in its true revolutionary context of the total liberation and unity of Africa under scientific socialism. The, people of, the peoples of Korea and Africa know the meaning of colonial slavery and share a glorious tradition of fighting against it. Like the people of Africa, when Korea was ruled as a colony by Japan, the Korean people were denied the right even to speak in their own language or even to use their own names. Militant solidarity and unity between the Korean and African revolutions began with the anti-colonial struggle. Fighters like Paul Robeson and W.E.B. Dubois stood shoulder to shoulder with the Korean people when the infant DPRK was fighting for its life in the Korean War of 1950 to 53 
a war that destroys the whole country. Despite having to overcome such devastation, Korea was one of the first countries to come to the aid of the Algerian Revolution and to recognize Algeria's independence, something that's reflected in the close relations that still exist between the two countries. Similarly close relations were also forged from early on with the Revolutionary Guinea of Ahmed Sekouture, which we've just been hearing such inspiring things about, and other liberation movements to which the DPRK gave active support over the years include ZANU in Zimbabwe, Frelimo in Mozambique, Swapo in Namibia, the ANC in South Africa, uh, PAC of Azania, the MPLA in Angola, the PAIGC in Guinea-Bissau, the MLSTP in Sao Tome and Principe, and Polisario in Western Sahara. The DPRK also consistently extends support and solidarity to all the African countries that are friendly towards it especially those that have maintained a progressive, anti-imperialist, and socialist orientation. President Kim Il-sung himself had a deep personal relationship and friendship with, uh, with Robert Mugabe, Samara Michel, and Julius Nereri, among many others. At the same time, Africa has always given valuable support to the DPRK in diplomatic and other ways. Africa has refused the imperialist demands to break relations and to join in the isolation of the DPRK. This is a courageous and very important stand, and, we, and the Korean people are grateful for it. I want to mention in particular that Brother Kwame Ture went to Japan in the 1960s to take part in an international conference in solidarity with the Korean people and made a powerful speech there. And in the same period, leaders of the Black Panther Party visited the DPRK and the Black Panther newspaper regularly advocated for the ideas and published the writings of Comrade Kim Il-sung. It's significant, too, that you link your celebration of Africa Liberation Day with also marking the Palestinian Nakba. As Nelson Mandela observed, Africa cannot be free so long as Palestine is not free. The DPRK has supported and still supports the Palestinian Revolution since its inception. Uh, and even Wikipedia write, writes that Kim Il-sung and Yasser Arafat, who visited uh, Korea many, many times, had a very close relationship, and with the DPRK's support also being extended to other Palestinian movements like the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, and the Democratic Front for the Liberation of Palestine, and the Palestinian Popular Struggle Front. I want to conclude by thanking you for inviting me and I really hope that our anti-imperialist solidarity, friendship and unity will only grow stronger in the years ahead. I wish you all every success in all your struggles. Thank you. We'd like to thank our brothers for their beautiful presentation and In terms of the strategy of after Liberation Day as an institution, what kind of role you see that particular institution playing today as we deal with the many contradictions the African people are facing all over the world? Uh, well, I think what's important is that when we talk about this, this thing called imperialism, imperialism is, is simply capitalism imposed on uh, peoples from around the world under the guise of colonialism. And so I think 
You know, in terms of the AAPRPGC, uh, we think it very important that Africans understand that our struggle is not in isolation of other colonial struggles, uh, struggles against the oppression of women, uh, struggles against national oppression and depression of youth, that those struggles are universal and that we have to unite with and work with and have relations with these forces worldwide because it's all part and parcel of one struggle to destroy capitalism and to destroy imperialism. And so um, I would say that, you know, the, the nature of that relationship is that all the forces that are fighting for their dignity, their liberty, uh, the unity of their people, and in particular socialism, have to come together uh, and, and to work together to the best of their ability uh, and to fight against our common enemy or to organize against our common enemy. And I, I think the, the African Liberation Day program is a reflection of that. And, uh, and, and the brother uh, representing the uh, Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-il Foundation is a clear example of that. And keep it on that line right now. What we're going to do is we're going to go to Brother Kwame Toure. We're going to listen to some of the legacies and lessons he left us as he discussed the importance of mobilization versus organization. Conscious, becoming conscious is linked to mobilization and organization, something we mentioned last year. We must make clear distinctions between mobilizers and organizers. To be an organizer, you must be a mobilizer, but being a mobilizer doesn't make you an organizer. Much confusion is to be found here. Malcolm X was a great mobilizer. He was a great organizer. Martin Luther King was a great mobilizer. He was not a great organizer. These facts can be easily seen from King and Malcolm. When Malcolm went to a place, he left a mosque. When King went to demonstrations, he broke down desegregation and he moved on. As a matter of fact, King was not concerned with organization to the point that even though he was the most popular Baptist preacher in America without the shadow of a doubt and probably beyond the shadow of a doubt the most loved, he could not become president of the Baptist National Baptist uh, Convention. Yeah, so many of them. The National Baptist Convention. <laughs> As a matter of fact, if my memory serves me correctly now, and I remember with Mohammed Speaks that uh, carried the article on the front page in 1964 when King tried to become president of the National uh, Baptist Convention, there was so much confusion there that a minister was actually put, pushed off the stage and died in the trouble. Yeah. And of course, King lost. The man who won was a reactionary man by the name of Jackson. He never did nothing for the people, never cared about the people, just was a pork chop minister who used their money to put gas in his big Cadillac. But he was organized. But he was organized. We say that we must come to know the difference between mobilization and organization because the enemy will use mobilization to demobilize us. Mobilization is very easy. Very, very easy. Because since we're people who are instinctively ready to respond against acts of injustice, anytime there's one little act of injustice, we can blow it up and we'll find people who come and make some mass demonstration around it. Miss Sally lost a job. Let's rally. She'll get her job back. People will come and rally. 
So and so got kicked out of school because the teachers unjust. The unjust, the people who come and rally, they will come to rally at issues. And this is what mobilization does. It mobilizes people around issues. Those of us who are revolutionary are not concerned with issues. We're concerned with the system. The difference must be properly understood. The difference must be properly understood. Mobilization usually leads to reform action, not to revolutionary action. If we would look scientifically at the October 16th million and more march, we would see clearly that this was a mobilized event, not an organized event. We must know clearly the difference between mobilization and organization. One of the characteristics of mobilization is that it is temporary. Organization is permanent and eternal. Clear differences must be made because the unconscious can usually be captured easily around one-issue items, around mobilization items, but it's hard to catch them around organization. But these unconscious must be brought to organization. We must transform mobilization to organization. We say the enemy will come and use mobilization to demobilize us. Many brothers and sisters who've been to the Million and More March will say to you, I was there. Well, what are you doing today, my sister? I was there. There weren't too many sisters out there, but you know, with a million brothers together, you know where I had to be. I was there. <laughs> and then, of course, you find brothers, yeah, I was there, I was there. I helped you. What are you doing today, brother? If we're not careful, we allow mobilization to become events. The struggle is never an event. It's a process, a continual, eternal process. everyone back to Africa, Liberation Day, Palestine, and Nakpak Day, Saturday, May 23rd, 2020. Right now, we're going to make a transition to another freedom fighter on the program, and he's representing the Malcolm X movement. We will bring in Brother Bob Roy, and we'd like to welcome to Africa, Liberation Day, just bear with us, please. My brother, we welcome you to Ask Liberation Day. Yes. Welcome, my brother. Hello, can you hear us? Yes, Brother Roy. Yes, my brother. I can write down, brothers and sisters, as you can see, we have some technical difficulties. We're trying to reach out to our brother in London, England, uh, who represents the Malcolm X movement, UK. We're going to try to get him back on the line. While we're doing this, we're going to our next caller. I believe right now we have on the, on the line, we have a, our sister, Z2 from the Pan-African Congress of Zania. Welcome, Sister Z2. Welcome to Africa Liberation Day, Palestine and Bakhna Day. Welcome. Yes. Are you there, my sister? Yes. Welcome to Africa Liberation yes, Day, Palestine. Yes, I'm here. But I can't, I'm struggling to hear you correctly. 
Okay, you can go ahead and speak and make your presentation. I think it's not right. I beg your pardon? Yes, you can go ahead and make your presentation, my sister. You're on the mic. The mic is yours. Okay, yes, okay, thank you. Yeah, I can hear you well now. Right, thank you. Uh, thank you for the platform. Again, okay. uh, you're speaking to the Tum Tutor from the Pianist Pianist Community of Azania, that is PAC. Um, as you remember very well that uh, May is the Africa, is the Africa man. Uh, and then on the 25th of May, it will be the African Liberation Day. Uh, so it is this month, it is very important to us as the PAC of Azania and to Africa at large uh, because it speaks of uh, unity of Africa. But then uh, our our problem as is, is, is things at stand now is that Africa is not yet free and uh, it is so impossible to say that you, Africa is united uh, while Africa is not free. So this month to us as Africans and as PAC, uh, it, it is a reminder of uniting Africa under the banner of the Pan-Africanism. It, it is a reminder uh, of taking uh, back our land uh, that was forcefully taken from us by the colonialists and, and by the, the imperialists. And then it is a month whereby Africa as a continent need to stand up and fight what is rightfully uh, belong to us. So when I, when I talk of Africa, I am talking of Africa as a continent and I'm talking of Africa uh, within the diaspora. So uh, we, spoke of, we speak of Africa inclusive, of Africans inclusively. So that's what Africa month um, means to us as the PAC of Azania. And as things stand now, we are not yet free. As what Uhuru, uh, we need to continue. We need to carry the Brighton uh, because uh, we are facing now the Yes. Hello? Yes. Continue to speak, my sister. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, okay. Yes. So, all right. So that's what uh, Africa Month uh, means to us. Uh, Africans uh, within uh, the continent and diaspora, we're facing so many problems. We're facing the, the unemployment rate. Uh, facing the poverty. Women are facing uh, women oppression. Nothing has changed at all. So it's high time for us as the Africans to, uh, to speak of decolonization, uh, to speak of decolonized, decolonized education, to decolonize the system. And the proper system that will work for Africans' socialism as a scientific tool. So um, uh, when I speak of uh, Africa, as I think of um, Kwame Nkrumah and also Sabelo Palmer and Robert Malfesobu, who are the founders of Pan-Africanism. So we need to follow until they are footstep of Patrice Lumumba, and the most of our fallen African heroes who stood up and fight the oppression because they were fed up with what, what was happening to them thereafter. But then nothing is good that is, that is happening in Africa. Hence, Kwame uh, Nkrumah uh, in Ghana said that even if Azania, let me say, can be free, 
We cannot talk of unity if Tanzania is only free as a, as a country. We talk of unity when Africa generally is free. Yes. I don't know whether you can hear me. I'm having a network problem. It's cutting on my side. Okay. Can you speak, my sister? We can hear you. Okay, yeah, so that's what the issue of Azania is doing. We are fighting tirelessly uh, in making sure that the Africa is united. And when we talk of the African unity, uh, as we are approaching the Africa, like the Africa Day, uh, we talk of African personality, what it means to be an African, uh, what values must we carry as an African. So when you need to breathe, you need to live, and also you need to dream of Africa. We don't talk of Africa only um, as the texture of our hair or kink of our skin, but we talk of humanity, we talk of our good morals, we talk of African unity, we talk of land, land uh, reposition, uh, and also we talk of land return. So any, no, nothing can be, uh, can be free without achieving the, uh, the above uh, aforementioned. And also, what do we mean when we, when we talk of land? Uh, we talk of mineral resources, your mines, your banks, your fisheries. Uh, we don't talk of title seeds because what is currently happening in Azania, uh, when they talk of land, they think that we, we, we talk of title seeds, like to build a house. No, land is above that. Uh, when we talk of land, we need to have an ownership of economic, we need to have economic dependency whereby we can have our own currency as Africa, uh, we can have one education, so one university, one Africa, we talk of equality, not in a sense of 50-50, but whereby everybody within the Africa, whereby the genes uh, can only be traced, can only be traced in Africa, not elsewhere than in Africa. So that's what Africa, Africa Month means to us uh, as the PAs of Azania. And we, and we are having like our classes, lecturers already uh, that on this month that talk law, that talk more of Africa, of Africa month, uh, educating Africans and also educating Africans about their history because uh, we are nothing uh, up without the history. We are nothing without tracing the roots of where where Africa is coming from and also where Africa is going. So it needs all of us to be united as African countries. And also at some point, we need, we need to meet as African countries and discuss the way forward on how are we going to liberate, on how are we are going to free the Africa at large. All right. We'd like to thank our sister, Zania, Pan-African Congress, Zania. And right now, we're going to make a transition, and we're going to bring back our brother, Baba Roy. He's from the Malcolm X Movement. We're going to bring him back, and let's see if we have now. Yes, 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 y
the British day, Palestine in Baku day. This is May 23rd, 2020. We are celebrating victories and the struggles of African people. At this point in time, we would like to bring to you our brother yeah, from so the Libyan community. We'd like to bring our brother from Africa, the Libyan community. They can't afford it. For them, that's expensive uh, home. Excuse me. We have back, back noise, please. We'd like to bring in our brother from the Libyan community, Masa Ibrahim. Welcome to Africa, the British Day, Palestine Day, in Baku. Welcome, my brother. The mic is yours. Welcome, my brother. Brother Ibrahim, can you hear us? Brother Musa Ibrahim, can you hear us? It cut, it cut off. Okay, again, off again, we had our brothers from Libya community. We having some technical difficulties. Audience, please bear with us. We are AAPRPGC is an international party, and we would like to um, bring an international Pan-African perspective to you. So we apologize for all of the technical difficulties, problems that we might be having. We are trying to learn and develop new processes and techniques in this area of communication. So please forgive us and bear with us. What we're going to do right now, we're going to take, we're going to, Go and listen to a little more culture, and when we come back, we should have some dynamic um, freedom fighters who are here today to speak to you. We'll be right back. This is African Liberation Day, Palestine in Akbar Day, Saturday, May the 23rd, 2020. And we'd like to encourage the listeners to go to the website of the AAPRPGC and follow the program. Go to that website and follow the program as we continue to move forward through this important day. We'll be right back. Mom, Talk about 
Introduce yourself and talk about the movement that you represent. My name is Musa Ibrahim. I represent the Libyan uh, Green Resistance Movement that strives to replace Libya back within its African political, economic, and cultural context after the destruction of Libya in 2011 by the forces of Western imperialism. Yes, brother. Yes, brother. Go ahead. We have you. Continue to speak. The mic is yours. Yes. Continue to speak. And uh, we, we, absolutely, we, we represent the ideals of the Libyan September uh, 1969 revolution, which is uh, mostly about uh, Arab unity and African unity in the face of foreign occupation, foreign exploitation of natural resources, and to build up an intellectual and cultural uh, revolutionary awareness of our situation in the great uh, continent. As you all know, Libya was the birthplace for the great African Union in 1999 in the city of Sirte on the coast uh, of the Libyan Mediterranean. And because uh, we believe uh, wholeheartedly because of Libya's uh, previous involvement in the fight for African liberation and the support for the uh, African uh, economic independence projects, such as, such as the African Central Bank and the African Unified Currency and the African Unified Security Force and many other projects we were punished by uh, European and American imperialism in 2011, and the country now uh, is uh, destroyed in many ways. Uh, Libya, that was uh, a great place for Africans to be and to strive, uh, now is a modern marketplace uh, for uh, slavery, uh, for uh, the, 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 basically uh, the West wanted to make Libya into an example uh, to any other revolutionary government or revolutionary country that uh, struggles for any African cause. Uh, but we as a movement uh, represent millions of Libyans, the vast majority of Libyans, and we are fighting every day in every Libyan city and village and town. And we believe that we have achieved so much in the last 10 years and we continue our fight, and God willing, we will uh, be victorious, just like uh, every other African liberation movement in the north of the continent, the south of the continent, or the heart of the continent. And my brother... Yes, brother. For those who listen to you and want to support your movement, how can they learn more about your movement, your organization? How can they support you? Well, thank you. Well, the most important thing in uh, supporting us is to continue to gain critical knowledge of what happens in the great continent. The thing that makes us very sad is that uh, good people with good hearts sometimes are fooled by mainstream media, especially in the West, leading them to believe in 
false revolutions, uh, false uh, popular movements that actually aim at uh, supporting uh, African subordination towards the West especially. And this happened in my country in 2011, in which uh, a false revolution was mounted, uh, planned and funded by France, uh, the UK, and Italy, with uh, great participation from the US as well, the government, and uh, many good people who would usually be on the side of uh, African struggle for liberation were fooled by uh, propaganda, by the international mainstream media. So to gain critical knowledge of what happens in the continent is at the most important for people to do. The second thing is that uh, we continue to collaborate on a grassroots level and help each other advance our cause politically and culturally. Uh, we uh, have uh, websites and we have uh, people based inside the country of Libya and outside in the great continent, and people can communicate with our uh, comrades, brothers and sisters in different parts of the continent uh, to see what uh, helps, especially in terms of media and in terms of building uh, critical movements. Uh, and we welcome the participation of all our brothers and sisters in the United States of America as well. Okay, my brother, is there an email where they can email you? And we'd like to thank you for your contribution. There's, is there an email? Absolutely. I will... Yes, of course. I will communicate with you uh, and uh, leave with you our websites and Facebook pages, Twitter pages and YouTube accounts, and people can follow us and support us as much as they can. And along with that, to our listening audience, you can get that information and others. We'd like to encourage you that all African peoples, Revolutionary Party of D.C., they have a dynamite web portal. Please go to that portal. And you can hook up, study, learn, and get all of this precious, precious information by going to that web portal. As well as follow today's program, please go to www.a-aprp-gc.org. <coughs> Excuse me. As we continue down this road with liberation, we have our dear sister Fabiola. She's from Venezuela. We're going to welcome Faria to Africa Liberation Day, Palestine, in Akbak Day, 2020. And Sister Fabio, speak to our people in terms of what's going on in Venezuela and how can the people help. The mic is yours, Fabio. Can you hear us, Sister Fabio? Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. How are you? <laughs> Thank you for giving me uh, the word. Thank you for inviting me, and always remember me. Thank you for keeping all the strength in the struggle. Well, we are here in Venezuela today. We are not just resisting, but fighting. As you may know, neocolonialism is alive and moving in whole Latin America, especially during the pandemic time, especially the U.S. and Europe, not only the U.S., are strengthen their move against Venezuela and, of course, against all the countries that are just trying to help 
the people of Venezuela, like Mexico, who are trying to help with food and gasoline, and of course Iran, who, as you may know, just sent five ships to help us with the gasoline crisis we are in this time passing. And all these crises are just because the U.S. decided to to use a new tool for their neocolonialism because they cannot take anymore that we want to be free and that we are sovereign and so on. And all the sanctions they have imposed since 2006, they began imposing sanctions in 2006 and they declared Venezuela, as you all already know, an unusual threat with Obama administration in 2014. So since then, we have been receiving all kinds of sanctions that now it has been recognized by the UN, the United Nations, and other countries that they hurt in the people. Because they want to portray these sanctions as only a means to, you know, stop corruption or that they say they are targeted sanctions officials. But the truth is that we haven't been able to bring medicines for diabetes, for people who suffer AIDS, for children, for transplants. And right now, of course, the gasoline crisis we are uh, passing through is thanks to the last sanctions. They don't leave us import chemicals to refine the oil. So they are struggling. As I said last year, they are fulfilling their promise, trying to struggle the economy and make the people cry, as they say. So they try to uh, build a coup d'etat. Uh, but they are not uh, they are also They also took measures to stop the program that brings food directly to the people in Venezuela, called CLAP, trying to sanction all the vendors outside Venezuela from where we import the food. But right now, the last um, adventure they are sponsored, their sponsor was a... Uh, tried to invade an incursion, a military incursion from Colombia with Colombia support, unfortunately, the Colombian government, not Colombian people. And uh, it would be two U.S. mercenaries we have uh, in jail, and they are passing through the judicial system in Venezuela, violation of human rights, and they just confess. Their ties to the Trump administration and also confess the contract has was signed by Mr. Guaido, who is the so called, you know, president in charge of Venezuela into the opposition, the weaker president, as we call him. So Venezuela is struggling. The truth is being uncovered. Uh, other countries in Latin America are also rising because they have governments like the case of Brazil where there is uh, unbelieving science and unbelieving human rights it looks like. So strength is being better. We are positive help in Brazil. We are also seeing resistance in Chile. And we're also seeing how also even in the other people is awakening 
with this pandemia in Mexico. But we think we need to keep the struggle. Uh, please uh, take a look at what is happening here, how we are handling unity and the Open your eyes. Keep your eyes open as you have been doing all these years. Look at what is happening in Europe. And we have to be very united after all these pandemia passes. Africa is always a point of reference for Venezuela. It was for President Chavez and it is for President Maduro. And this day, African Liberation Day, marks a point in history that is strong, that makes us have uh, thoughts about how the whole continent keeps struggling, is on their feet. They have, uh, they, they have respect for themselves. They, we need to support them, and they are supporting us. And, of course, regarding Palestine, we have a very strong relationship with them. As you may know, we don't have relations with Israel since, I think, more than 10 years ago. Around the time they decided, more or less, to uh, make stronger sanctions against us because everything is related. It's like the butterfly effect. But everything is connected. Keep your eyes open. Please keep your good actions. Uh, thank you for having us always in your mind. Thank you for inviting our authorities to speak in your spaces. Thank you for traveling to Venezuela and see for yourself. We always invite you all to travel and see for yourself how these people is still here and making a life with creativity, with their heart in the homeland, and how we are building a society and how we all of us help uncover the truth about the racism, about all the exclusions, social things that always are there behind every party that is coming on the elite. Thank you. My sister, before you leave, um, are there any sources where you can share with our people how they can get in contact with the brothers and sisters in Venezuela, how they can find how to find more information, primary information, et cetera. Well, uh, we have, we still have online telesur in English. We also have the full support now of uh, our friends in uh, with Bamboshi. He's always uh, helping us spread the right word and the truth. Also, are working with friends like. Obuna, with you, of course, my friend, and we're also working with coping. We have been re, uh, writing pieces to explain what is happening in Venezuela and trying to call for actions regarding Congress, because, for instance, right now, the U.S. Foreign Affairs Committee in the House is just requesting publicly to, to the State Department, explaining, to explain to them what is this military incursion in Venezuela, where all that is coming from, and why we have two U.S. citizens in jail here. So there are a lot of actions uh, coming up. I will uh, urge you to go to Code Pink webpage to organize and make a stronger movement, and also 
talk to my friend Bamboshi and to you, my my friend, my host. So we can't keep the struggle coming on. And also, we I wanted to share with you all that after the last International Afro-Descendant Congress to have last year in Venezuela in November, there was for a new organization in Caracas that is home for the organizations around the world. This organization is called International Afro-Descendant CUMBES. CUMBES is a form of organization for the free slaves during colonialism in Venezuela, CUMBES, like Palenque and other countries. And uh, uh, through this CUMBES, we are connecting to organizations in the U.S., organizations in Europe, Africa, Central and South America to build agendas and to support their agendas, Venezuela agenda also. So I will be sharing information with you all so you can see it. I will be sending you to your email so you can see what I'm talking about. And there's also a Facebook page I'll send to some of you already. So you can start seeing, you know, all the things and what is this organization about. My sister, we'd like to thank you for your contribution to today's pay, today's program, and we'd like to encourage you to continue to struggle because we know you will. Give our love and solidarity to the people of Venezuela, and we know through organization all things are possible. We are in this together. We thank you for your contribution to today's program. Right now, we're going to do. Thank you for having me. Thank you all. Right now, what we're going to do is we're going to continue down the road of liberation. We're going to take a cultural cultural road towards liberation where we would like to remind you that to receive a a, a copy of our program today and to follow our program, we encourage you to go to the AAPRPGC web portal. Go to www.a-a. PRP-GC.org, and you can follow the program as you go along. There will be some deviations, some adjustments, but you, in essence you will have it, plus it's a resource base where you can find about more about these organizations and more about this particular organization, the APRP, as well as the National Council of Arab Americans. We are in this together, and this year's theme is Not Yet Uhuru. We are not yet free nor liberated. And we're going to play that right now. When we come back, we have some more freedom fighters who's waiting to speak to you. We'll be right back.
the Black Alliance for Peace campaign, U.S. out of Africa, shut down AFRICOM. It is the organizational instrument to build a transnational mass movement that targets U.S. militarism, war, and subversion on the continent. The U.S. out of Africa shut down AFRICOM campaign is part of the broader campaign to close all U.S. and NATO bases worldwide. The campaign and its organizational arm, the U.S. out of Africa network, also known to us as USOAN, is calling on all Africans everywhere and anti-imperialists to join us on another historic day of resistance. June 16th, Soweto Day, the day of the Soweto Uprising, to rise up to shut down AFRICOM with actions on, on, in the spirit of the African youth who rose up against the white supremacist white, uh, the, the South African government in 1976. Africa and the worldwide African nation must be and will be free, but imperialism will not be defeated by shouting at it no matter how elegant the denunciations. Imperialism will only be defeated through struggle. The U.S. out of Africa shut down AFRICOM campaign is one point of concentration that targets the military component of U.S. and Western imperialism. Let us take the opportunity of African Liberation Day 2020 to rededicate ourselves to building structures of cooperation and coordination between Africans in the diaspora and on the continent to engage and defeat the enemies of Africa, both foreign and domestic. Africa will be free. Rise up to shut down AFRICOM. Defeat the pan-European white supremacist colonial capitalist patriarchy. No compromise, no retreat. We'd like to thank Brother Nessus for his beautiful presentation, and we will continue to go down this road and liberation. Yes, right. If I can give our our website and where people can get more information about this campaign and everything about the Af- Black Alliance for Peace is blackallianceforpeace.com. You can go to blackallianceforpeace.com slash U.S. out of Africa and get more about our campaign for the U.S. out of Africa. All right. We'd like to thank Brother Neffer for the work that his thank you, brother. Thank you very much. For the work that his organization is doing. Again, listen, audience, if you are listening to this program, you can follow along with us. There are some changes. We must be flexible when you're doing such a um, program where we're talking about uniting with our brothers and sisters all over the world. I'm just overwhelmed with the idea of all of these beautiful organizations coming together for one call, and that's to make a better humanity for all people. The work that the All African People Rupture by D.C. and the work of the National Council of Arab Americans and others We'd like to thank them for allowing us to be a part of this privilege, to be a part of this African Liberation Day. Um, been well since I had my brother on, brother in Waterloo, Keith. I'm going to bring my brother Waterloo, Keith back in from the AAPRPGC. Brother in Waterloo, Keith. People are heard so many different organizations. From your party perspective, why is it important to have these linkages, and what did you take so far from the information that you have heard today? Uh, well, I would say on behalf of the APRPGC, what we hear is that uh, imperialism is being fought on many fronts. And, and I think in revolutionary struggle, that is how it is. You know, that you know, we, we have our corner, so to speak, or our perspective or our approach, and there are organizers and organizations who have theirs. And the beauty of it is 
we are struggling for the same end, we are approaching the struggle from different means. And and so I think what is important for our audience is to recognize, as we say, every African should belong to some organization that is struggling and fighting to liberate our people. And what we see is that there are so many that we can choose from, so there really is no excuse for an African not to belong to an organization, because I think as a people, one thing that we do collectively know is that we all suffer. Uh, We may not always know what the source is, but we all suffer from poverty and disease and, and so many different things. And there are organizations out there that are addressing all of these areas of struggle. And lastly, we think what's important, though, is that, uh, and and it's been said that, and and Kwame said in his presentation, our fight is not to reform the the system of capitalism. That is not the nature of what will change the conditions that we as a people face. The only thing that will do that is to destroy the system of capitalism and imperialism, to overthrow it, so that we can build a system of socialism where the people are in control of society, the wealth of society, and that their labor is their own and the product of their labor is their own. And, and so we, until we can get to this point of human development, uh, the struggle will remain a struggle to destroy capitalism and imperialism and a struggle to fight for socialism and for African people, a struggle to fight for pan-Africanism, one unified socialist Africa. And we thank you. We thank you for that. Statement, Brother Wadamakito, and we're going to another organizer, AAPRPTC, Brother Bamboshi Shungo. Welcome to Africa Liberation Day. How are you doing the program so far? Brother Bamboshi, your comments right now in terms of how you view Africa Liberation Day historically and how you view it today as it being used as a tool to advance our people forward progress. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Thank you. Uh, I think that so far today, the program has been very instrumental in bringing us information from the diaspora and from the continent of Africa in terms of where our struggle is and what we've been doing. I think that we might lack information in a couple of areas which probably speaks to our level of organizing. I think that obviously we have had the voices of revolutionary women and revolutionary men but we are still somewhat lacking in the voices of revolutionary youth that we need to hear. I think that it's good that so far we seem to have only lost one speaker. I think a brother from uh, the UK who did not make it in. And, of course, we've had some technical difficulties, which may have set us back a little bit. I'm glad that we're still moving forward, 
And I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the program. We have another Freedom Fighter on his line. We just have Brother Mandingo. We're going to bring Brother Mandingo in from the Marcus Garvey UNA and ACL organization from UK. We're going to bring in Brother Mandingo. Mandingo, welcome to Africa Liberation Day, Palestine, and Nakhchak Day. Welcome, Brother Mandingo. Yes, my brother. Welcome, welcome. welcome. Ujambo, yes. Um, brother Mandingo here from out of um, the UK, Britain, and um, it's talking for Africa Liberation Day, which is for the 25th of May, is that we know that the struggle for the emancipation of African people in terms of Pan-Africanism, as Marcus Garvey who founded the largest Pan-Africanist organization ever, UNIA and ACL, which is an organization in which the the organization... Yes, my brother. Okay. Yes, my brother. Speak on. Yes, yes. So I am saying that we as Pan Africanists worldwide must continue. Sorry for the interruption. Uh, As you say, we may have some technical difficulties. We are learning and training as we go along. So we we apologize for that. Go ahead, Brother Mandingo. I understand. I understand. Yes, yes. So we as Pan-Africanists in this time have to continue with the black print solution that Marcus Garvey laid out because it's about constant implementation of in all areas that Africans at home, meaning the mother continent of Africa, and Africans in the diaspora, wherever we are, that we have to be in constant communication with each other as we are right now, as we speak, and work together in all areas to, to continue this um, work towards realization for the total independence and self-government of African people for the benefit of the African majority, not for a tiny few, because whatever we do must be for the benefit of the African race. As Marcus Garvey said, there can be no government, therefore, the government, must be the expression of the will of the people. And for us, as Pan-Africanists, revolutionaries, because to be a Pan-Africanist, one has to be a revolutionary, we have undying love, as Kwame Turi said, for our people. So let us rededicate ourselves towards the necessary work 
that we have to do. We see whereby our African motherland is in danger of being neocolonialized by non-African forces, be they European, Arab, Chinese, whatever. And remember, our salvation as African people lies in our hands. Our salvation does not lie in the hands of non-Africans. It lies in our African hands. And this means that we must do all that is necessary to root out and destroy the internal enemies who are the traitors who work in concert with our external enemies to keep African people down. So, my brothers and sisters, let us keep on keeping on to work steadfastly at home and abroad together. Yes. So I I I I I I I am glad that I am part of this historic global conversation that we are having here today, Saturday, the twenty third of May twenty twenty. And let us also remember another great Pan Africanist, Brother Malcolm X, and let us remember and carry on the tradition of work, revolutionary work, that our predecessors as African brothers and sisters and elders made for us as African people. Yes. Yes. So, I, I, I hope that um, you have been able to hear me Quite clearly today, my brothers and sisters. Yes? We can hear you. We can hear Hello? you. Hello? Yes, brother, we can hear you. Yes, no. you, you, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we can, you, you we can, can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. You have one minute remaining. Yes. And in my final minute remaining, Remaining, let us remember, as Marcus Garvey said, a race without authority and power is a race without respect. We must have confidence in ourselves because with confidence, we will have won before we have started. Africa for the Africans, for those at home and abroad. And let us have no fear, because fear is an obstacle that will keep our people in shape. We have to be fearless. We have to... You have no time remaining. Press 1 to recharge your account. Okay, With a new recharge note. code. We're going to have to move forward. We're having some issues again. Again, we apologize. We are learning this new technology. We are trying to advance it to reach out people on a global basis. And as we begin to perfect it, we will guarantee you that we will try to do all that we can 
best that we can to give you the best because you deserve the best. What we're going to do right now, we're going down the road of liberation, the culture, and when we come back, we have other freedom fighters on the line waiting to speak to you. We'd like to encourage you to go to the web portal and view this program, follow this program through the web portal by going online, www.a-aprp.cc. If you have cell phones, we ask you to use the blog talk link on Africa on the Move and listen to the phone, listen to the program through that method. So we will have space and time to allow our callers to call in and share this important message. So right now, let's have some culture, and we'll be right back. Thank you, and greetings to the worldwide community of uh, 
of people who have been really uh, supporting the fight for justice that are gathered on this historic African Liberation Day. I want to thank the AAPRPGC for organizing this important and informative ALV program. And, and, you know, on this occasion, it's my distinct pleasure to extend warm revolutionary greetings from IFCO, the Interreligious Foundation for Community Organization. For more than five decades, we have supported the struggle of the oppressed across the globe here uh, in the U.S. and in various other parts of the world. And this work has included standing up for the rights of communities of color in the African diaspora, the Latinx community, Native American communities, as well as for our Palestinian sisters and brothers. Um, Our early work was based on building a a domestic agenda for change, organizing the National Black Economic Development Conference, supporting the farm labor organizers, and standing in solidarity with the American Indian Movement. And in the 70s and 80s, our work centered on making global connections for justice, supporting African liberation movements in opposition to apartheid, training organizers at the Amakokar Cabral Institute, and fighting famine and drought in Western Africa through our special project called RAINS, uh, which stood for Relief for Africans in Need in the Sahel, perhaps one of the earliest struggles against climate change. And in the 80s and 90s, we struggled to resist the empire at home and abroad. Uh, Throughout uh, Central America and the Caribbean, we organized caravans through our special uh, project, Pastors for Peace, supporting struggles in Nicaragua and El Salvador, Honduras and Haiti, as well as Vieques, Puerto Rico and Chiapas, Mexico. And then for the past 30 years, we have stood in solidarity with our revolutionary comrades in Cuba, organizing French shipment caravans traveling to Cuba without seeking or accepting U.S. government permission coordinating educational delegations to help educate people firsthand about the Cuban reality and to challenge the pervasive misinformation campaign about the island nation, as well as proudly facilitating Cuba's medical school scholarship program, which has graduated tens of thousands of doctors from more than 125 nations, including 185 from the United States, the very country that has viciously blockaded it for more than 60 years. Um, the Latin America School of Medicine, for those who don't know, um, by, it's known by its Spanish acronym, ELAM, was the brainchild of our beloved Comandante Fidel Castro and has helped to transform healthcare in every corner of the globe. In fact, most ELAM grads are black and brown practicing medicine in underserved communities around the world. Um, and this is a tremendous gift to the international community, a, a gift that keeps on giving, I like to say. But ISCO has stood in solidarity with the island of Cuba for all that it represents, and that is its willingness and determination to support all fights for justice and to share its limited resources with those in need across the globe. And it's a long history. There's the selfless support of the fight against apartheid in Angola and other parts of Southern Africa. Uh, She has exported doctors and engineers to offer a critical lifeline wherever disaster struck, from the devastating hurricane Mitch in Nicaragua and Honduras to the catastrophic earthquake in Haiti, from the uh, horrific Chernobyl nuclear disaster in present-day Ukraine to the deadly tsunami tsunami in, in Indonesia, and the list is long. It goes on and on. And, of course, there's the brave fight 
against the deadly Ebola crisis in Western Africa, uh, and, and, and as others were running from the fight, Cuba was running toward it to help. And it's in that same spirit that today it's fighting coronavirus, sending medical brigades to countries to help curb the pandemic. Um, we've all been inspired by the images of plane loads of Cuban medical professionals in China and Italy, Suriname, Jamaica, South Africa, among others, all risking their lives to help fight the, this deadly virus. So these are, these are just some of the contributions that Socialist Cuba has made to the world, all while enduring the U.S. government's genocidal blockade for more than six decades. And these are just some of the reasons that ISCO has joined others in uh, galvanizing its network of prophetic people of faith and devoted people of conscience to stand in solidarity with Cuba. And today, um, ISCO has joined the National Network on Cuba and the Canadian Network on Cuba in a campaign to bring Cuban doctors and Cuban medical treatments to the U.S. to fight the coronavirus. This campaign entitled Saving Lives has garnered the support and endorsement of thousands of people across the globe from various sectors in health, faith community, elected officials, academia, labor, and more. Similar to and in solidarity with Get Out of Cuba's Way campaign, the aim is to lift up and embrace Cuba's heroic efforts to eradicate the deadly coronavirus pandemic. And in the tradition of so many others, as has been said already throughout this wonderful program, uh, so many other individuals and organizations that have come before us, ISCO is committed to continuing to support the struggle against global injustice that has historically been perpetrated against people of African descent that we see played out in too many ways, from the so-called uh, criminal justice system to the disproportionate impact of the current coronavirus pandemic to the present-day lynching of black people across this globe. And while we are not yet liberated, we are not yet Uhuru, we are not powerless, for we are united in our commitment to fight for racial, social, and economic justice. And so on this African Liberation Day, long live those who have struggled against oppression of women and children, uh, imperialism, colonialism, and neocolonialism worldwide. And I want to just say to the, our family that this is a time for us to stand together to shame this injustice, to call out those who perpetrate lies, and instead embrace the truth, and to continue to work to inform, to inspire, and to instruct. And so uh, today and all days, let us stand together to celebrate the enduring power of peace, justice, and dignity that is indeed our birthright. Thank you so much for this opportunity to be with you today and uh, just want to extend uh, um, my gratitude to everyone who has been a part of this incredibly important program today. Thank you so much. And we thank you, Gail, and your organization, Pastor Peace, IFCO, for all the work that they have done to continue to do, not only for Cuba, but for all humanity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. If I can just end by just saying that, that, that I, I apologize. I just want to let people want to learn more about our work. They can go to ifconews.org, the Saving Lives campaign. They can go to savinglives.us-cubanormalization.org. Uh, those are two different uh, websites uh, that, that people can uh, reach out to to get more information. Thank you. Thank you. And try to listen to one of these again. 
We ask you for your patience and understanding. And earlier in the program, we ask all individuals who are listening to this program, if they use the technologies available so we can show that our speakers can get in and speak and share that message of solidarity and important information. You can do this if you're on a cell phone. You can go to the Blog Talk Radio link and use the link to listen to the program. You can go to the computer as well to listen to the program. We ask you to try to give our callers the opportunity and the courtesy to come to call in and speak. So at this point in time, you can go to Empress Chi, the originating founder of the Million Women March. Welcome to African Liberation Day, Palestine, and not what day, Sister Empress. The mic is yours. Yes, greetings. Yes, greetings, Brother Africa. Thank you for this invitation and opportunity to join your global audience on this great day of recognition and also certainly a day of action. Uh, I want to first thank, of course, your, your organization, AAPRPGC, and, and particularly, and I have to say this because as a black woman, uh, unfortunately, in, in developing a national, international organization, we do not get the type of support that we would like to and that we thought we would get over these past 20 years. But, but again, uh, brothers like you, Brother Africa, Brother Haki, Brother Anthony, Brother Bombozi, and Brother Mike, uh, uh, Bob Brown, uh, you know, we have seen where black men are, in fact, capable and confident in supporting their sisters. So, so again, uh, big ups to, to all of you and to all of our brothers who have, over the years, uh, stayed firm and strong and making certain that they did stand up and support sisters who have taken that frontline position in this liberation for our people. Uh, and with that said, uh, the Million Woman March, of course, is now coming up into its 23rd year. We are, in fact, the largest gathering in the world of any women anywhere ever, uh, now in one location particularly. Um, over these years, we have continued to do the work that we started in 1997, and that was and still is about African liberation. And so while the external components may have appeared in one manner, we made it very clear that in reality, it was always about the, the liberation and justice of our people worldwide. And so we started from the grassroots and continued to grow, as we say, through the glass ceiling, because we knew then, as we do now, how important it is that our women, our sisters, not only take their rightful place in every aspect of, of, of the world and of productivity and development, but certainly to take their right place in dealing with these issues of fighting attempted global white supremacy. And so the Million Woman March very strategically positioned itself to be able to do what we are now in the process of unveiling and moving forward. Now, now over the years, of course, uh, we had hoped again that our sisters, particularly those that are more radical and more progressive, would see, if nothing else from a historical perspective, the need to support this now first global movement for women and girls of African descent. Remember, Million Woman March in 1997 did two very things. Not only bring sisters together from all walks of life, 
It crossed every barrier, religion, economics, education. It also demonstrated the possibilities, the capabilities of what we talk about, unifying. It showed that. Even if it was just for that one day or, or the days that preceded it or followed it, but it at least gave the capability was right in our faces. We had to seize the time. Unfortunately, we ran into what most groups and organizations and people do when the system see that you're serious and unbending, uh, you oftentimes are either infiltrated or some other more drastic things happen. And so it did with the Million Woman March. Fortunately, we survived and became, as we are now, again, the first global movement for women and girls of African descent. Again, 1997, where was the world able to hear Sister Asada's message, which was read both, of course, in English and in Spanish on that day? Where were you able to see Sister Winnie Mandela in front of everyone free saying, Amandala, 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 right before they were trying to crucify her? We put love around her so that when she went back to South Africa, to Azania, uh, a few weeks later to face the enemy, we know that they wanted to destroy her, but they had to remember that at least 10 million people had seen her, 2 million physically, another uh, 5 to 7 million uh, virtually. So while she was not able to proceed in the way that she wanted to politically, she certainly was not placed in a situation that would have bound her uh, even more so, which is what they wanted. So, so my point is that we demonstrated, MWM, Million Women Watch demonstrated what our focuses were, at least to some degree, and commitment. So we not only make certain that our sisters here in the U.S. on every level could connect be a part of, which was not what was normally going on. Normally, if you were involved or, or you were allowed to be a part of something big, nine times out of ten, you had to kind of know somebody or be connected to a major group or an organization. That didn't happen with Men and Women March. The doors was open for any sister. And it is again now. And we stress to our women because it's a known fact. If our sisters are more prepared, more capable, more committed, what is that going to mean for the overall struggle and capability to accomplish what we will and what we shall in terms of liberation? And so, again, we are here. We've been here. In fact, in examining these past 23 years, we've kind of noticed or understood better where some of the contradictions, gaps, and other things are. As a result, we've stepped up and, and are now prepared to not only address it, but to help mend it, to help heal it, to help bring it together in a more conducive, holistic kind of way. So this year for our 23-year anniversary, we're going to have a day, a day that we pay tribute to what we call the real mothers, daughters, and sisters of the movement worldwide. On October 24th and 25th, both here in Philadelphia and virtually, we're going to pay tribute to the women of the Black Panther Party, to the women of SNCC, 
to the women of AAPRP, to the women of the Solidarity African Women's Movement all over the country. Why? So that we can begin to realistically connect, realistically support our sisters that are in Haiti, our sisters that are in Cuba, our sisters that are in Venezuela, those who embrace their Africanism. We want to connect with them. And we're the entity to do it. And so we shall. So again, we invite all of our sisters in particular, and our brothers too, because we do have a brother unit, just like some groups and organizations have a sister unit. We have a brother's unit. But we make it very clear we are unapologetic. And while up to now, for these past 20 years, most groups that are recognized in the national, international arena are, in terms of women's groups, black women's groups, they are connected to the corporations, you see. And so you can't continue to straddle that fence, obviously. Uh, COVID-19 has shown some things very clearly, and we said in 2017 that 2020 was going to be a year that most will not forget, and certainly a year for perfect vision. Well, now we're seeing it. So this year, for 2020, for the Million Women March 23-year anniversary, we are going to, again, salute the African Union. Yes, the women of the African Union in particular. Because this year ends what the African Union declares the decade for African women. So we will be inviting representatives from various countries throughout the diaspora to tell us what is it that has been accomplished, that has been discussed, that has been proposed during these past 10 years as it pertains to the African Union's decade for African women. And at that point, MWM will declare a decade for black women all over the diaspora. And we will go more into why we are saying and so doing that. Lastly, you have to bring it to the phone and give the people a contact okay. number where you can reach Yes. Bring it to the phone. You remember Malcolm X, as, as many have said, we are also now uh, putting forward one of Malcolm X's visions, and that, of course, the Black Human Rights Agenda. You can get more information about that and other things that I said by contacting us via email at nationalmwm at aol.com. Again, nationalmwm at aol.com. Our weekly radio program, which has been uh, in existence for 12 years now, can be heard every Saturday night at www.blogtalkradio.com slash she again www.blogtalkradio.com slash We're also very involved now in the Free Mumia campaign as well as Free Joy Powell, another political prisoner. Thank you, Brother Africa. Thank you, sisters, for your work and your organization. And continue to strive to go forward. I will back this now. Again, audience, you're listening to African Liberation Day, Palestine Day, and Nakpak Day. This program is put together by all African peoples, represented by the D.C. and the National Council of Arab Americans. We encourage you as we go through this program to find out more information about these organizations and nature's program. 
We encourage you to use your computer. Go online. Go to that website. Go to www.a-aprp.cc.org. Right now, what we're going to do is we're going to go down the road and we're going to look at an individual who is very significant in playing a major role of creating this institution of African Liberation Day and leading our people and getting our people a better and proper understanding of Pan-Africanism, which is the total liberation and unification of Africa under scientific socialism. We're going to lead you to our love brother, Osagafo, Kwame Nkrumah. Let's learn from our brother. forces arrayed against us are, and I use the word most carefully, formidable. They are intense and powerful. They are, as I have taken some pains to explain, the forces of imperialism acting through their instruments, new colonialism and colonialism, ably assisted by the agents of the Cold War. They operate in worldwide combinations at all levels, political, economic, military, cultural, educational, social, and trade. <laughs> and not all, and through intelligence, cultural, and information services. <laughs> they operate from European and African centers, using agents who I'm ashamed to say, are often on patriotic sons of Africa, buying personal satisfactions with the betrayal of their country's safety and integrity. They seduce leaders. They seduce leaders of the African political trade union and people's organization, thus creating rifts and quarrels within the national front. On the broader front, they are amassing their forces in a determined effort to stay the advance of African liberation and the march of unity. It is not accidental that the countries of the European common market and those spearheading the Atlant North Atlantic Treaty Organization, the imperialist powers who have brought in their vassals, Spain and Portugal. Portugal, in fact, since the wars of the Spanish succession, 1700 to 1714, being a protector of Britain, which has enjoyed special trading and unnecessary rights in both Portugal and in the Portuguese territories for over 200 years. It is not difficult to understand, therefore, why Britain has not raised her voice against the atrocities in Angola and other protected Portuguese territories and actually supported Portugal's preposterous claim at Goa in India was an integral part of the metropolitan country. The arms and troops that are pouring into Angola cannot be regarded in isolation from the international organization of imperialism and the Cold War militarism with which they are most definitely linked. It is absurd to think that Portugal, one of the poorest countries in Europe,
support so large an army, so well equipped, as that which is defending her colonial possession in Africa. Without the active aid, it must be receiving from the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Nor can we look upon the way in which South Africa is busily building up an armed force equal to any held by the nations of Europe without sending the international implications that are obviously involved. She has, we hear, a secret military pact with Portugal. And the interlocking imperialist interests collected in the Congo and the Rhodesias, Angola and Mozambique, which are also linked with the great mining and financial interests operating in South Africa, create a chain of allies which seriously threatens both the fight for extending African emancipation from colonialism and independence of the new African state. Now, that African independence has been achieved over a large part of the continent and the national consciousness of Africans from north to south, from east to west, is adding momentum to the struggle for independence. Every kind of means is being used by the colonialists to arrest its progress and defeat its objective. They are attempting many methods, some sinister, some beguiling, to wreck our efforts. They strike antipathetic postures. On one side, they perform acts calculated to strike fear. On the other, they try to do hoodwink us with fictitious gifts, which superficially pander to our hopes and aspirations. They are the present attempts to deflect our purpose, to weaken our determination.
hablamos. Y lo que más me alegra, la gente latina siempre será gente negra.
If you think of the Middle East in this modern time, you can't help but say the word Palestine. People there have lost their land. Some have lost their home. They live in other countries, their freedom almost gone. Palestine, Palestine. needs her freedom. Needs freedom. Palestine, Palestine. Needs, our love. needs our love. Palestine, Palestine. needs her freedom. Palestine, Palestine needs our love. There seems to be no answer to give us the reason why people cannot live so no one has to die. We've got to take a stand for freedom, take a stand for truth. Take a stand for justice, that's what we've got to do. Cause Palestine Palestine needs her freedom. freedom. Palestine Palestine needs our love, needs our love. Palestine Palestine needs her freedom. Palestine needs our love. People of all countries, of every race and creed, we need a new beginning. Let us plant the seed. Plant the seed of love and let that love seed grow. Plant the seed for everyone so all the world will know that Palestine Palestine needs her freedom. freedom. Palestine Palestine needs our love, needs our love. Palestine, Palestine needs her freedom. Time will 
survival We must decide to get off the ride And stop going through these changes We must prepare and learn how to care But soon we'll be there While our lives won't be in danger And when the light is clear Oh, how beautiful I will be To know that I've been here And made it through my journey And made it through my journey Yeah, 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 yeah Made it through my journey Hello, Reno. A bloodline across the waters from Benin to Salvador Bahia. A scar across the face of the earth. Hello, Reno. The place they brought the Africans, the place where they tried to make them slaves. Hello, Reno. You can feel the whip, hear the cries, and see the blood in the red clay. The clay that holds stones together is African, and each stone is a bone from a people called slaves. Pellerino was the place where death came to dwell. His neighbors did not complain, for he was a way out from the cold, gray, cobblestone streets to the lifeless cathedrals, tall walls of demons called angels, haunted visions of white faces crucifying Jesus again and again. But in the sacrifice of this blood, of this dance with death, comes life more rich, more pure, more alive, where death spent many lonely nights, pacing the floors of his funeral parlor, waiting for someone to die. Pellerino, a French word called the place of torture, became a place of strength, a place where faces of white saints became faces of black gods, where haunted visions and demons became healing visionaries and orishas from the motherland. And Jesus rejoined his kinfolk and was reborn and baptized in the sound of sensual skin turned up to dance, to inspire a fire like the sun pronouncing his presence. Pellerino was the tongue of the flame, licking the eyes of those who have tried to remain blind, shining a light on a spirit that would not be denied. No, the chains did not break the spirit, did not enslave the music of my soul, did not shackle the will of my freedom, did not tarnish the glow of my gold, and all the Pellerinos in Africa, in Europe, in North and South America cannot destroy the majesty of my people, the love of my people, shining like the sun everywhere we go, everywhere we go. Light is clear. Oh, how beautiful I will be to know that I've been here and made it through my journey. Yeah, and made it through my journey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
negative attitude towards Africa. In San Francisco, on African Liberation Day, Brother Walter Rodney, an African historian, noted both the importance of African Liberation Day in terms of our African identity and some of the root causes for our problem of identification. I have met brothers and sisters who say that their mother tongue, quote unquote, is French, Spanish, Dutch, Portuguese, as well as English, which we speak. And because of this, we have a problem of identification. We do not know whom we are. And that is why this gathering is of great symbolic importance, because it is an act of identification. We are saying that we identify with the African people of the African continent. We are saying that we are an African people. And when we make this identification, have no illusions about the fact that this is a very revolutionary initiative. It is a rejection of every other form of identification which the white society has asked us to accept. Let me draw your attention to something which white universities and white libraries practice. And this is a university community. Numerous universities lie around this land. Go into their libraries and check the Library of Congress cards under Europe or European. You will find all entries listed concerning the continent of Europe. You will also find entries listed about Europeans in East Africa, Europeans in North Africa, Europeans in Asia and Australia. Look under the Chinese, you will find entries listed not only for mainland China, but for Malaysia and for the Chinese in, in, the, in North America. But look on the Africa and the Africans, the only entries on the Africans relate to the continent itself. There are no entries on the Africans overseas. There is no such category. Africans who have been raped from the continent mysteriously disappear and become Negroes. We here are revolutionaries, and we understand as revolutionaries that we stand on principles. You must not get confused. The American capitalist system does not lie some of the time. It lies all of the time. When it tells the truth, it's a result of a double lie. It's a fact everywhere. Matter of fact, you will read in your very textbooks that they say politics is the art of compromise. Another lie. I'm a revolutionary. I understand that where principles are involved, there is no compromise. Osagifo, Kwame Nkrumah, that noble son of Africa, says any compromise of principle is an abandonment of principle. When one speaks of principle, there is no middle ground. There is no gray area. There is no in-between. It's either one side or the other. When the capitalist press want to attack the all-African people's revolutionary party, they tell people all the time, don't you all go listen to them. They're crazy. Especially that one Kwame Ture. He was crazy in the 60s. He's crazier in the 90s. <laughs> well, you know, they call Malcolm crazy, so they're not going to call me sane. <laughs> and I'll never be sane in a system that's insane. That's clear. <laughs> They said, oh, he's just extremist. You know, for him, everything is one side or the other. It's either white or black. Ain't nothing gray. It's either hot or cold. Ain't nothing warm. It's either wet or dry. Ain't nothing damp. They're correct. We're revolutionaries, and we fight for principles, and there is no compromise. You know this well as students. 
When you recount a story, either you lie or you tell the truth. Where's the middle ground? On a test, either you cheat or you do not. There is no gray area. And there ain't no such thing like I did a little cheating on the test. <laughs> either you believe in God or you do not. But the capitalist system will confuse you. A sister the other day tried to make middle ground, said, oh, I heard what you said about God, but let me tell you something. It's true that I believe in God, but I have my doubts. I told her, once you start doubting God, you have stopped believing in God. There is no middle ground in principle. If your people are oppressed, and you are not struggling to help alleviate the sufferings of your people, by your very active in actions, you are against your people. The point must be properly comprehended. The point must be properly driven home. Because the capitalist system will let you think that I ain't against the people, but I ain't doing nothing for them. If you ain't doing nothing for them, you're against them. If your mother is being raped, and you put your hands behind your back, and you look at the television and say, I ain't got nothing to do with it, you're against your mother. Right. If your people are being raped, and you're looking at television and enjoying your time, you're against your people. It's as simple as that. Right. The only way we will advance as a people is when we come ourselves to take our advancement into our hands in a scientific manner. For us, there is no in-between on socialism or capitalism. We know this. Socialism is nothing but an economic system like capitalism. There can only be two in the world, only two. And there can only be two because each economic system must answer one fundamental question. Who will own and control the means of production? Who will own and control the wealth of the country? The question can only be answered two ways. Either a few will own or everybody will own. It's as simple as that. Of course, they will confuse you. America prides herself on being the richest country in the world. She ought to be. She's the biggest thief in the world. <laughs> so my mama. I know what I'm talking about. She belittles Cuba because Cuba's a poor country. Big that. Like if something has to do with how much money you get, even if you steal it. Well, in America, you know, it's so corrupt that everybody makes money by stealing, but the more you get, the less people ask you how you got it. So they come to condemn Fidel Castro. Some people even think that because Cuba is poor, America can just walk in there and shoot them up. Vietnam was poor. That's right. Vietnam was very poor. When I was in Vietnam, North Vietnam, because, you know, I didn't go to fight the Vietnamese. They ain't did me nothing. I know my enemy. I'm not confused. Right. <laughs> right. I'm not confused. You listen to African Liberation Day. Palestine and Nakbak Day. We'd like to, at this one time, we'd like to bring to you Sister Susan, who's the organizer for the All African People Revolutionary Union and its party, GC. She has a special message on behalf of the Women's Union of the AAPRP that she brings to the world. Welcome, Sister Susan. Thank you, Brother Lee. Revolutionary greeting to sisters, brothers, comrades, and friends. On behalf of the All-African Women's Revolutionary Union, GC, the Women's Union of the All-African People's Revolutionary Party, GC, we thank you for being with us today for our commemoration of African Liberation Day and Palestine Nakba Day 2020. The All-African People's Revolutionary Party, GC, understands that pan-Africanism, one unified socialist Africa, is incomplete without the emancipation of our sisters. With this understanding, the AEWRUGC was founded in 2006 
to accelerate the political education and recruitment of African women into our party, and we were empowered to build relations with progressive and revolutionary women worldwide. The AAWRUGC seeks to be a union of revolutionary African women with the illustrious task of channeling, focusing, and organizing the energies of African women and youth in Afri- and the African diaspora for the achievement of Pan-Africanism. The AWUGC knows that African women must be in the forefront of the struggle to liberate ourselves, and with this recognition, we take ownership of being in the forefront of the revolutionary struggle to liberate and unify a socialist Mother Africa. History has recorded that African women have never missed a call to battle, and in many situations and instances, we were the ones who made the call and led our warriors into battle. We know our emancipation as women. We will come through our contribution to defeat, to the defeat of capitalism, imperialism, neocolonialism, Zionism, and settler colonism worldwide. My sisters, we must be organized as women to properly make a contribution to the liberation of our people. All African women should be an organization of African women, and we offer the AAWRU-GC as one you might consider. What is different about our union is that it is an internal organization of the AAPRP-GC, so to be a member of our union, you will at the same time join our party. The AAWRUGC wants to make it plain that the primary struggle of world humanity today is to destroy women's oppression by destroying all forms of oppression and exploitation and to build scientific socialist societies worldwide. World humanity is at war with imperialism. And out of this war is the transition from neocolonialism to scientific socialism. In Africa, the Caribbean, Europe, South, Central, and North America, and throughout the South Pacific, women are fighting to be free. We as women must unite and be in solidarity with one another in our fight for freedom. Scientific socialism is hohuru. Scientific socialism is freedom. Scientific socialism is liberation. Scientific socialism is the foundation for the emancipation of women worldwide. For African women, there is no emancipation out of Pan-Afri- outside of Pan-Africanism. One unified socialist Africa. The international struggle against women's oppression unites all oppressed and exploited women and people. Whether they live in the Americas, the Caribbean, Europe, Asia, and or the South Pacific, as women we must defend the national sovereignty and socialist development of all countries. This is particularly true for contestant progressive and revolutionary countries of all countries. 
This is particularly true for contested progressive and revolutionary countries, including, but not limited to, Cuba, Bolivia, Ecuador, Iran, North Korea, and Venezuela. Solidarity and unity with our sisters in Haiti and Puerto Rico must intensify as our sisters there must be liberated from neocolonialism and military occupation. Our sisters are on the front line fighting liberation from neocolonialism and military occupation. Our sisters are on the front line of fighting in U.S. imperialism in Venezuela each and every day. Cuba, the leading socialist country in the world today, is predominantly African island, and Cuban women are in the forefront of the struggle to build scientific socialism and a sterling expression of the beauty of a socialist sisterhood. We must strengthen our unity and solidarity with our sisters and comrades in Cuba. The fundamental struggle for indigenous peoples is for the liberation of their land from illegal, immoral, and genocidal occupation. Indigenous women suffer most. This is especially true for the indigenous peoples of the Western Hemisphere. African women must forge a bond with the indigenous women as it is on their land. Millions of African women live. The struggle to liberate Africa is indivisible. But the struggle to liberate the Western Hemisphere from settler colonialism. There can be no peace on earth until the rightful owners of the land are liberated from apartheid, driven settler colonism and occupation. Indigenous women will find their emancipation in this war. This is also true of the women and people of New Zealand, Australia, Hawaii, Ireland, Papua New Guinea, and others. My sisters, we remain at war and in mortal combat with capitalism and imperialism, neocolonialism, settler colonialism, and apartheid and Zionism, all the systems of exploitation for women. The defeat of this international system of national oppression, women's oppression, and class exploitation will liberate all world humanity, particularly the world's women. In closing, my sister, let me repeat. Join the Pan-Africanist organization that fights for the liberation of African women. This is because in the AEWRUGC, we say the greatest contribution that African women can make to the emancipation of women worldwide is to embrace Pan-Africanism. Pan-Africanism is the foundation of African women's emancipation and for the emancipation of women worldwide. There can be no human emancipation without the emancipation of women. The emancipation of Africa and African women are inevitable. Join the fight. And we thank you, and we hope to see and hear you Next year, African Liberation Day. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Susan, and to our listening audience. There's another, uh, a couple quick announcements we'd like to share with you. First, we'd like to give our deeply sympathy and apologies 
to those who organizations have been invited to speak on this program, but due to some technical issues that we tried to resolve and did all that we could, we realized that those issues were not resolved and they were beyond our control. So we speak to the organizations and apologize to the organizations who was invited and prepared to give a presentation but could not give it due to technology. Those organizations that were invited, they were the African Black Star out of Jamaica. You have Himashima Nakaskaki Peace Committee. You have Haiti Action. You have Free Haiti Movement. You have Friends of the Congo. We apologize deeply to all of these organizations, but we do encourage you. You can find more about these organizations by visiting the web portal of the AAPRPGC website. Please go to the website. Again, we apologize for giving you all technical difficulties. We'd like to encourage you to next year we'll be back. We'd like to encourage you to join an organization that is fighting for your people liberation. And we'd like to encourage you on a weekly basis we were honored to be power hosts for this program, Africa on the Move, which you can hear a weekly talk show, blog talk radio, by tuning in every Sunday evening for 7 to 9 p.m., blog talk radio. But more importantly, we would like to give our praise to the all African peoples, Robert Pie G.C. and his women wing, and the Master Council of Arab Americans, who are putting together this beautiful African...